Hello. How you doing? Oh my god, I'm so tired. Yeah, likewise. I'm sure, dude. Oh god, I hate this. I hate this job. <laughs> Which one? The podcast. The being a father. The fucking. Well, I mean that one's kind of like. Which one? Uh, the the regular job that I have to go to for eight hours a day. I hate it. <laughs> how how many days do you work there? I uh, work. Well, okay, I don't work where I was working before with Zach. I uh, work somewhere different now, and I work uh, Sunday through Thursday. Oh, that's not too bad. It isn't, but like that whole two to eleven every day is annoying. Yeah, it's like your whole day right there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. About it. Like, I could sleep. Stuff, but like, what's there to do? Wake up, eat maybe, get ready. That's basically it. But, um, hold on, what episode is this? Uh, hey, everyone. <laughs> I'm so out of it. Uh, welcome to episode 17 of This Will Be Terrible. I'm Staley. I'm Bryce. And um, I want to thank you guys for listening to the last episode. Um, <clears throat> you guys seem to uh, like it. And ever since I started, like, adding, um, like, an actual actual episode title, people seem to really like that, too. And it's also boosting our numbers. So good job for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can see the numbers. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I say something real quick? I saw Joe Bart today. <laughs> Wait, what? Saw Joe today. Who? Justin Joe Martin. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um. What is it? Yeah. This this shit has been like, I've just been dead. I've just been dead constantly. Um. Anyway, yeah. So basically, today we are well tonight we were supposed to have a guest. Um. And I basically texted him, Bryce. I think it was like ten o'clock, and I was like, listen. Um, you gotta work at 5am, I'm not gonna have you completely fucking dead by the time Bryce and I both get back, cause I got back to my house at like 11.35 or something like that and I was like, you'd get home by like midnight and I was like, by the time we get done recording the podcast it'd be 1 o'clock, you know Right, I wasn't intending to work like I said, I, I think I said it on the last podcast, I don't usually work Sundays but I right. had to switch my shift again cause Something was going down yesterday. I feel you. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, we uh, I texted him that he will be on the next podcast, so that gives you guys something to be excited for. And that's also why, th- listen, I saved a few topics. I think in total, like sixteen or seventeen. Um, I think I had like three more from last last week. We didn't speak on, so we'll speak on those. And if that doesn't hit an hour i'm so very sorry <laughs> but i'm just gonna we're gonna get through these we're gonna get through this podcast and as soon as, it's, as soon as it's done i'm gonna post it and that's it the most important thing is is we're gonna make it through this together absolutely even though i hate you um yeah, feelings fucking mutual oh babe i love him talking to you like that chair, fucking sleep. you know what i hope what hope you uh Hit your fucking foot on a goddamn nail, bro. I hope the next time you pour a bowl of cereal, there's no fucking milk. 
You know, I hope the next time you get to the grocery store and you want to go for your favorite cereal, they don't have it. Right. I hope the next time you get McNuggets, a 10-piece, I hope they give you seven. <laughs> you know what? The next time you go to McDonald's and you want a large fry, I hope they give you medium. <laughs> Fair enough. So, um, how are you, Bryce? I'm all right. Um, just fucking tired as usual. Uh, had a pretty good weekend though. Um, I uh, fucking that thing that I was talking about earlier. Um, where I had to request a shift. Um. So what happened yesterday is I don't know if you got um an invite from somebody that we knew, Mr. Nichols. No. Oh uh, no! Well, he got a homecoming little thing, and uh, so I went to it, and I saw him, and I saw Joe Martin. That's why uh, my roommate uh, Miller was talking about Joe Martin earlier, is because uh, we saw him and we hung out and bullshitted for a little bit. But I, of course, wanted to go home because had work in the afternoon and whatnot and didn't want to be completely tired in the morning. Yeah, no no one invites me anywhere. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how I feel most of the time. I, like, I, was, I wasn't even, like, expecting it, but it was nice. Right. Like, when uh, you invited me to your um, to your grad party, she's like, that. I was like, oh, look at this. I'm invited somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <I did. laughs> Man. It's so nice to be remembered. Ah, like, sure. <laughs> that just reminds me of like where I'm working now. I see some people that we um, graduated with, and some of them just haven't really grown up at all. That's all I'll really say. Because I'm sure a few of them have told me they listen to the podcast, so I'm going to just keep it at that. But let's just say some people, man, um, how do I put this? You know like we all, most of us have like matured, and uh, we don't really care what the people that we graduated with think about us. There's just some people that still do. Oh yeah, bro. It's all about keeping up appearances and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It's don't you love peaking in high school, dude, and like not ever leaving that moment? <laughs> I couldn't imagine it. Yeah. <laughs> I've never peaked, bro. I'm a fucking absolute unit. I'm always at the top. Yeah, bro, but was your fit hard? <laughs> Is my fit hard? <laughs> bro, dude. It's fucking... I only wear Fila up in here, okay? It's only the Gucci's and shit. Yeah, I feel that one. Actually, I don't even wear like any designer unless it's from Wish. <laughs> <laughs> bro, do you even have a Supreme measuring cup from Pyrex, dude? Because let me tell you. Yeah, I actually, I'm the one that made Supreme. They thought of me. They're like, "Yo, yeah, exactly." It's a Supreme dick, and they were like, "That's me all day." Oh man, <laughs> now nah, you're full of shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as far as you don't me, lie like, on this podcast. All right, you kidding me? This entire podcast is lies. Like, if we were really truthful in here, we would have never made it past episode one. Bro, I speak the truth. Bryce lies on this entire part. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. Um, but as far as me, man, um, let's see, just like weekend, yeah. Uh, Friday and Saturday, I'm off. So 
Friday went and uh, seen uh, Benjamin and shit like that. And then he wasn't uh, necessarily feeling the greatest. He had some cough and shit like that. So obviously mm-hmm. I want to bring him around Caden. So I just went like seeing him myself and shit like that. And um, then, you know, went to work today and shit. Um, but yeah, I've been staying at my grand's for the past two days because don't want to, if in case I would like have something that Benjamin had, didn't want to give that to Caden. So I told Ashley I'd stay at my grand's for a couple of days. Don't be around him with it and then come back on a Monday. So. Oh. Damn, dude. Sounds like you had a busy ass weekend. <sighs> Sora, it was really like I just slept. All I wanted to do was sleep. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I feel twenty four seven. Yep, yep. Um, oh man, I'm telling you what, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm not gonna lie to them. I really did not want to do this podcast tonight. Only one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because I said the same thing to myself. I was like, damn. Just thinking to myself while I was working earlier, like, fuck, I got a whole ass podcast. I got to do after this. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was thinking that too, but I was like, you know what, it'll be easy because it's not like I have to go through and, you know, look at topics and talk about and shit like that. I can just talk to like another person. And then, <laughs> and then when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh man, I don't want to like have this guy like get like two hours of sleep and then go <laughs> to work. Oh my God. Yeah. Especially if he's got to be like up real early in the morning too. I'd be pressed. Exactly. Exactly. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. Screw it. I'll go. And then I get, you know, I text him and everything. And yet I still didn't get any topics until I get back to the house. Because I completely forgot about the podcast until you texted me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I've been pretty good about it. Um, I've had, like, this whole shit down to routine. I was like, we were doing good. And then, like, now you got a job working 2 to 11 and I work 3 to 11 and shit. Yeah, yeah. And pe- sure. I just want people to know, like, I know we don't really post on social medias anymore. I want to let you know that's just because I am too exhausted. I used to literally be able to, when I was working a 62 job, I used to be able to schedule posts in advance for the entire week. Now, I don't have that time. Right. I just don't have it. Um. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. The first one we'll start with today is uh, this. The title of it is: If you live in one of these states, you will lose part of your social social security benefits. Um. It goes on and on about you know uh, social security and what it is. Uh, the list of states where you will have to pay social security taxes are as follows. Colorado, Connecticut, Kansas, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, New Mexico, Rhode Island, Utah, Vermont, and West Virginia. Are you kidding me? Uh, in total, <laughs> it says in total, there are 12 states where you require to pay taxes if you live, live there. Therefore, the rest of the places do not require taxes. If you want to live in some of these places, you must abide by the consequences. Otherwise, you will have problems with your social security and with the law. Boy. <laughs> well, first of all, fuck the police. Yeah. 
Yeah, straight you up. Think I'm gonna, you think I'm going to get any sort of social security by the time I'm... Oh, no. We're five fucked. years old and can finally maybe retire? Yeah, right. Oh, look at that. A whole, you know, like, $2,000.26. Thanks. Yeah. That'll be to buy me a week week's ration of, like, fucking termite paste because there's no fucking food to eat. Right. Like, that's why I always said, like, we'll... Our generation will be working well in like to our seventies, eighties. Look at all this money we're shipping out everywhere. Like, hey, free money. Here you go. Yeah. And I don't mean to be that guy, but like gonna be coming back and biting us in the ass sooner or later. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? I said this years ago, and I heard people in my family talk about it too. It was like one day they'll figure out a way to tax social security and what do you know they did just that <laughs> yep. 12 states and how many more to follow i just feel like pa will be one of them eventually yeah i'm surprised it's not already on that list how did west virginia make that list before pa yeah considering how conservative nah, i don't know <laughs> they're different over there <laughs> violent in all different types of ways mm-hmm um, so this one right here, uh, Netflix is in rough shape. This week will determine its future. Um, Netflix, once a darling of Wall Street, is suddenly on the ropes. The streaming giant will report its second quarter earnings on Tuesday and it's shaping up to be one of the most consensual moments in the 25-year history of the company. Uh, Netflix is having a terrible year. In April, the company reported that it had lost subscribers in the first quarter of 2022, the first time that had happened in any quarter for more than a decade. Netflix stock stock subsequently burst into flames. It's currently down about 70% so far this year, wiping out billions of dollars in market value, and the company laid off hundreds of employees. Um, <laughs> well, well, well. Oh, how the mighty fall. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. You know that kind of makes me sad too because I was actually really just getting into a show, and I'm kind of nervous now if it's even going to be finished. Yep, yep. That's why, like, man, <clears throat> I uh, I got into a couple shows on there. Like, I remember the Netflix peak for me is when they had like all the good shit on there, and like um, one show that I watched religiously would be uh, that '70s show. Oh my god. Tell me about it. Love that show. Straight out of my mouth, dude. Mm-hmm. That, that was the one show that I've rewatched like over and over again. I can't tell you how many times. Yeah, that it was that in the office for me. <laughs> Those two right there are just unbeatable. I've never watched The Office. What? I mean, I've watched bits and pieces and like, you know, a couple episodes here and there. It wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, that's just my humor. Like I have really like dry humor, so it just worked for me. I mean, I like I like I like some of it. I'm not gonna like dick ride it though. Oh, I am all the way to the bank. I bet you will, bro. <laughs> um, just to read a little bit more into this, says the loss of subscribers wasn't the only problem that caused that caused Netflix's world to be turned upside down. Like the kids on Stranger Things, a weak outlook for the second quarter shocked investors. Netflix predicted it would lose another two million in the springs, in the spring, 
Whatever happens Tuesday could reshape the future of the company as well as the entire streaming sector. As goes Netflix, so goes streaming. Um, in quotations, there will be hell to pay if they report under a number that is significantly ho- higher than the $2 million loss being thrown around. Um, oh, boy. I'm telling you what. It's crazy to think that, like, okay, Blockbuster went out, right? And <laughs> uh, Netflix wanted Blockbuster to buy them, but Blockbuster was on top of their shit, so they were like, oh, yeah, fuck you, right? <laughs> so then they go out. And then Netflix becomes the streaming giant for years. Oh, God. Just real quick. Do you remember when, like, Netflix was just strictly like, hey, you're getting DVDs, like, in the mail and shit? Yeah. Bro, whenever I say that to, like, like high schoolers and they're, like, fucking kids and shit, like, they're fucking, like, astounded. Just absolutely baffled, like. Yeah, as soon as they hear the, the term a DVD, like, what the hell is that? Like, what? They sent that shit out in the fucking mail? Like, what kind of, like, gypsy shit is that? I know. It's crazy. It's crazy to think because now Netflix is about to be fucked as well. Just like how Blockbuster was. And sadly, they're not like, they're not like Hulu who has a Disney or like Peacock who has an NBC, you know, uh, Paramount, you know, that they, all these other ones have major backing. Oh, dude! Hell yeah! Literally any, literally any and all of them. I like Hulu especially, but fucking you know Netflix got handed a loaded gun, and that bullet was chambered for innovation. That fucking Netflix, that they fucking took the gun and shot themselves in the fucking face. Yep. They fucking screwed the pooch. Yep. I mean, I bet if they were to just reverse all their decisions that have been made in the last uh, half a year, I, I guarantee they'd probably instantly get like, you know, probably like 30, 40% of the people back. Yeah. Well, it also doesn't help the fact that like you sit there and you go through that platform and, you know, it's a whole bunch of Netflix originals ever since these other streaming platforms came and took back their own content. And it's like mm-hmm. Netflix these whole Netflix originals. I mean, really, how many shows were actually worth a shit? Not many at all. Well, how many were actually, like, kind of good and then just, like, ultimately fell into the hands of being canceled by Netflix? Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, <clears throat> I feel like if they would have put actual effort into more of these shows, then maybe people wouldn't have unsubscribed as much yeah. as they did. Either that or... I don't know how buying rights for shows and you know how how many platforms they can be on, but I bet if they did more of that too, that would have helped out because I mean I'll, I'm gonna be honest with you, some of the movies and shows that they pump out, you know, just by looking at them, they don't even seem remotely interesting. No, not at all. Um, and you know, I know like their biggest. Their biggest thing was definitely the office. Like that was their biggest streaming streaming thing, like ever. Um, right, because nobody else had it unless like you were a weirdo and wanted to watch the you know the European version. Exactly. So you know when they lost a race to that, I kind of <laughs> I kind of seen where it was going. Yeah, and it went down the shitter quick. Yep, 
sure did. I mean, really, for me, though, like everyone says the office, I think the turning point was that 70s show. When they lost the rights to that, I kind of stopped going on the platform as much as myself. Right. And I was speaking of that 70s show. I think that they they were, I don't know if it was Netflix or somebody else, but they're supposed to be making a... uh that 90s show yep yep and the main two uh characters red and kitty they'll be back yeah but what was that for netflix was netflix making that or it's supposed to be netflix even though i think the other i thought it was netflix but then the other day i seen something posted by paramount about it so i think it might be on that paramount plus oh okay i i'm just like i just hopefully it got you know saved by somebody or whatever yeah yeah i mean like i said i'm if it was netflix i forget if it wasn't or not but if it is that'd be a huge money maker there for a while i mean how when they uh for instance when they bought brought uh avatar onto their platform that's oh, yeah sword <laughs> dude i missed that that's nostalgia now everybody was on the hype train whenever it first came out oh no and i love watching all these fucking kids being like Oh my god, this show this show is so amazing so amazing. But why are the graphics so old? You pieces of shit. Bro, do you know how much do you know the do you know the detail, you fucker that went into this? Yeah, seriously. Do you know how Aang started off in that fucking iceberg and then he popped out and boom, he's learning all the elements. And then he finally gets to the fucking Fire Lord. Boom, him and Zuko run the shit. Boom. Bro. You weren't there for Momo's episode, bro. Exactly. You and listen, you people, you weren't there for Oppa's episode. Not fucking Oppa. Oh man, that was such a sad episode. All right, but we we never, <laughs> ever, ever mentioned the movie, the live action one. Oh god. Some of y'all know what know what I'm talking about. Fucking Shamalan. We don't even associate that with the fucking no animation, bro. Yeah, fucking M Night Shyamalan, whatever his fucking name is. Fucking <laughs> more like M Night Lamalan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just get fucking like Hollywood fucking people up on my doorstep, and they're like fucking waving me down, taking me to court and shit. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm in court for like defamation. Defamation, yeah, definitely. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. <laughs> see um, that or tax fraud. Exactly. Now this this story is not necessarily a story. Um, but anyway, John Cena and his uh now wife Shay Shar Itada, I can't pronounce that last name, have uh Vancouver wedding 21 months after marrying. Now, in this picture, it's supposed to be him and his wife, but I can only see her. Hmm. Strange. It is strange. It's like he's another another photo nowhere to be found. Yeah, it's they keep on saying like, "Here's these pictures of Cena." I never see him in the pictures. Yeah, right. It's it's weird. It's like you can't see him. (laughs) Literally, you cannot (laughs) see him, bro. People are fucking liars. <laughs> I, like, I like how this internet joke started forever ago, and it will never not be funny. <laughs> never. 
Uh, uh, congrats to Mr. Uh, Cena. Um, I wish I could see you in these pictures, man. I'm sure you're looking dapper, but... Uh, spiffy as fuck. <laughs> oh, okay, so this is something I thought we'd both be interested in, because we both like the uh, Grand Theft Auto series. So, uh... Fuck yeah, lay it on me. Okay. According to a new report, Rockstar Games is set to make a major change from GTA 5 with GTA 6. Um... After announcing the game earlier this year, Rockstar Games has largely not spoken about GTA 6, not in any meaningful way at least. When this will change remains to be seen, but in the meantime, we have a new report about the next installment in the Grand Theft Auto. Um, unlike most rumors and leaks, the latest this latest bit of information comes from a reliable source, and according to this source, there won't be the same number of protagonists as the previous game. Um, the Wait, latest... Did you say there will or there won't? Won't. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, the latest, latest alleged tidbit about the game comes the way of Jason Sharir, a reporter for Bloomberg. Using Reddit, the journalist shot down the latest GTX, GTA 6 rumor on the website and in the process confirmed that the game will not have three protagonists as GTA 5 did, as you may know. Unlike pr- previous GTA games, GTA 5 did not have one sole pro- protagonist, but three that pl- ah, three that players could switch to on the fly, Trevor, Michael, and Franklin. Um, unfortunately, while Shrier short shoots down the rumor that there will be that there will be three par- protagonists, he doesn't bolster this claim with any information about whether the game will return to one protagonist or have a different number um, of more than one protagonist, like two or four or seventy-seven. <laughs> In the past, we've heard the game will have a female protagonist, while other rooms have, and there will be two pro- protagonists, a brother and a sister. I'm really interested to see what they do, because I was when I first played GTA Five, like the very first time, I was so it was so weird to me having three different characters to play, um, because even though I, the game looked like shit, like GTA Four. For instance, you just had the one guy. Yeah, bro. I mean, to be honest, well, besides San Andreas, I mean, four was my favorite. Really? San Andreas is my favorite. San Andreas is San. Honestly, it's it's tough because I I like. I mean, I liked them all. I even liked GTA Five, even though the like the three protagonist thing was kind of like weird at first. Yeah. Um. It just uh, it was good, but it wasn't anything that like made me want to like play the single player campaign again. Um, right. But like, I like the other ones just for their story. Yeah, I get and it. Fours just had a really grim and dark one. I thought. Oh yeah, it definitely was. And uh, that one, you know, that one, that one was like the closest one to like Vice City for me. See, I never played Vice City. And they have like a bunch of different ones, bro. There's like ones for the Nintendo DS. There's like ones for like the PlayStation 1 and shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've never played those ones. Just uh, San Andreas 4 and 5. See, I played uh, Vice City. I played 3. I played 4. I played 5. Um, I played another one too. I just forget what it was called. But Vice City was the first one I ever played. Oh, no shit. 
I heard they had like spike traps and shit in that one. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. And then you could also go over. There was like this little, um, little building that had like the. At the time, it was like the coolest thing in the world. They had these like banshee fucking cars, and Harris mm-hmm. would break the glass, and you can get in there and have a banshee. It was the coolest car in the game. Dude, I missed. <laughs> See ya. What really disappointed me is like they just had that fucking uh, remastered thing, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't buy it, but I've watched some gameplay. It looks like dog shit, bro. I'd be pissed if I was somebody that spent money on that, bro. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> you're better off just like buying a, just buying the fucking old ass console and playing it on there. I feel that's how I feel about this new uh, Modern Warfare uh, remastered thing. Modern Warfare Two remastered, I should say. Like, I want to buy it, but I feel like it when they do these remastered things of old games that people love, they know what they're doing because they're pulling. Okay, you already got a community, but these are for like the nostalgic people, the people around our age that played like the old Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare Two and stuff like that. They know right. what they're doing because um, they're trying to get our dollar again. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm with you on that one because yeah. I feel like they're just going to. I don't know. I feel like it's just going to be like the same as like the first reboot or the first Modern Warfare. It's just going to be like, ah, oh, there's new guns. There's. They say there's going to be a new war zone, but like, what's what's going to be different about it, really? Right. Um, I don't think that's a, that's the thing nowadays. I was talking to a co-hero about this before, but I just don't, you know, for a franchise that I loved so much growing up, I can never probably get that feeling back again. Like, I remember playing more Warfare and more Warfare Two, and sitting there thinking like, oh, these games are like, you know top tier but then i played like the remastering of the modern warfare and it didn't feel the same at all yeah <clears throat> yeah no not at all it i mean it felt realistic and it felt great it's pretty mm-hmm. to look at <clears throat> but i think what made you know the older games so fun was just the you know the absolute silliness of it all and, and just yeah. just you know how simple how simple is just conveniently better you know you don't need flashy animations you don't need flashy graphics you know it's just it's it's the memories i guess and the fucking a little bit of the gameplay i guess is what counts yeah definitely Uh, i'm with you with all the nostalgia though there's there's fucking times playing it man good times Shit, you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> it went <laughs> fucking bravo. God damn it, I'm fucking tired staring. Bravo <laughs> six went dark for a second. I thought yeah. you was like Dunzo, bro. I thought like maybe you passed out. No, no. No, that's why I'm standing up right now, so I don't <laughs> um it says uh here that uh, Kid Cudi will be replacing Kanye West as Rolling as Rolling Loud Miami Miami twenty twenty two headliner. 
Um, in quotations, we spent months working with him and his team on the performance. Unfortunately, Ye has decided that he will no longer be performing. Um, so now Kid Cuddy will be the uh, performer. Now, the, Kwani was talking about this for a couple, like a couple months ago. Well, actually, like a month ago now. And um, basically, do you know how much it costs to have Kanye West perform? Um, no, I don't actually. Two, Probably two, a stupid two, amount, though. Two million. Just to perform. To perform. Just anywhere? Um, yeah. Huh. So if I wanted him to come to my birthday party and sing, it'd be two million cash. Two million. Yeah, you know, I'd take it. <laughs> I mean, as long as he plays Jesus Walks, that's all I care about. Bro, I'm taking it back to fucking old school, bro. I'm talking flashing fucking lights up in here. Oh, God. I don't want to hear flashing lights. I want to, I want no one to hear your Peter Parker run either, but here we are. Will you shut the fuck up, you worthless, good for nothing, sacrimonious piece of shit? Oh, man. Those words cut deep, Samurai. <laughs> Um, you saw Eric's <laughs> What's that? I was just asking if you were still there, Titty. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Now, this one right here. I, you know it's good when it's a Biden headline. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be big dog. Yeah. Uh, okay. <coughs> It says uh, Biden is solely. Res- it, this is the headline. Biden is solely responsible for sabotaging the U.S. economy and energy sector. Um, from Levin, uh, it says Levin accused Biden and the Democrats of wa- waging a war on capitalism. Um, <clears throat> and and this is all in quotations. Uh, President Biden is solely responsible for sabotaging the U.S. economy and energy. And, and, energy industry life liberty and levin host mark levin said on his show sunday urging viewers to see past the white house penchant for a finger pointing and assign blame where it is warranted uh joe biden democrat party are in fact responsible for sabotaging our economy and sabotaging our industry our energy industry it has nothing to do with foreign forces and foreign powers or a boogeyman it has something it has something to do with the actual poli- policies that have been in the process now for decades. Um, boy, <laughs> there's there's a there's more to it, but um, that's that's basically the the premise right there. I mean, he's kind of saying what everyone else has been saying. Um, it's not like new information. Um, a lot of people. I mean, we are. Essentially destroying ourselves from the inside. Oh, I mean, we don't even need an outside force to act on us. I mean, if they did it, they'd just fucking... They would speed up the pace at this point. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I feel like every week with the whole Biden thing, people were just getting more sick and more sick and more, more sick of them. And I find it hilarious now that the people that were um, backing him are now not even... Not even saying that they backed them any, backed him anymore. It is. Okay. Uh, excuse me. I still catch people with uh, 
Biden stickers and <laughs> those Bernie stickers. That yeah. Bernie stickers cracked me up, man. <laughs> man, just tell a story real quick, just because, I mean, I guess, why not? Yeah. Kill some time. Mm-hmm. So, I uh, I was at work last week, and those of you that don't know, I go uh, basically in, like, wouldn't say maintenance man but i work on like air conditioners and shit but anyway uh went over to this dude's house this rental property and come to find out he's got uh he's got an issue with his indoor unit well anyway walk in through the front door and i look to my right and the very first thing i see is just this plethora of like drug paraphernalia like nothing like bad but it was just Mm -hmm. like he had this like three foot bong just like just chilling on the fucking windowsill he had like this jar of weed and like a grinder and like a bunch of cartridges and like just all sprawled out and then uh you know i'm walking back and forth uh to the word man to grab some shit and bring it back up to the property and i'm looking at the car that he's driving Bald tires, got a few scrapes on the back. Fucking next thing I see, Bernie Sanders sticker. <laughs> and then I see the vinyl records and all the vitals he's got, man. <laughs> like Frank Ocean. <laughs> oh, oh my <laughs> But he did have a couple of other ones in there that were pretty decent. But, like, I was like, yeah, it's all starting to make sense now. <clears throat> people like you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of these people to vote. Mm-hmm. No, I shouldn't say anything. I don't want to sound like I'm political. I could care less. But... No, no, listen. No, Bryce, I'm going to tell you something right now. When we first started off this podcast, you were unpolitical with shit. You have become a political giant. <laughs> I've become the political figure now. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> you better like call me like Malcolm B or something like that. I'll call you Malcolm B. Yeah, definitely. No, fuck no. I'll get canceled so fucking fast. <laughs> Maybe that's what the world needs. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just like this Batman or something to some people. Uh, this one here. Um, so I was a couple weeks ago talking about that whole uh, uh, Chris Brown album, and uh, so this this publication did a uh, review on it and listen to this headline: uh, Chris Brown's Breezy is a generic, algorithm-pleasing album that further makes him indistinct. Jesus Christ. Um, Basically, Chris Brown is off his fucking rocker. Oh, God, man. This guy. This, this, I don't know. It was telling me at the end who exactly wrote this like article, but Jesus Christ. Um, anyway. Well, I mean, I don't blame him. You know, he don't want to be punched in his fucking mouth. <laughs> uh, reviewing an album on the sole premise of its algorithmic algorithmic Oh my god. Algorithmically generated genre undermines the artist's intention mm. music. First time reading, bud. 
<sighs> Fuck you, piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> Breezy, Chris Brown's 10th studio album, is labeled as R&B and Soul, but is really an Uber Express into the future of Chris Brown or Breezy, an alter ego that shifts the found out foundation of what fans thought they knew and loved about the R&B, uh, whatever. Uh, what I accomplished was great, the 33-year-old said during a recent sit-down with Big Boy's Neighborhood discussing a new album. Um, and then after all that, says, despite this claim, it's clear Brown is only interested in being a mediocre pop star at best. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shots fucking fired, dude. <laughs> it says, it wasn't always like this. Fans all the shifts with his first 30... 30- 30 plus track album Heartbreak on a Full Moon, but showed Brown isn't afraid to experiment. And like Heartbreak on a Full full Moon, his next album, Indigo, advanced the narrative so that his creativity doesn't end at R&B, but touches pop and Afrobeat. Now, Brown is on a new wave, and longtime fans can either grab the wheel and hold tight or let the door hit them on the way out. Um, Many may choose to stick around for his seemingly out of nowhere rap chops until the wheels, wheels fall off. Brown spits, is a, spits out the gate, ride, and we gonna slide, slash, free one it in slime, slash, fighting for our lives where they get paid up out confinement. Oh, you heard me just right there? I was spitting. Um, anyway, a submerged base creates a launch pad for a uh, tiggling hi-hat and little Dirk's fiery pace. Um, it goes on and on and on. Um, a chunk of breezy... A chunk of Brazy dabbles heavy in the pop sphere. If listeners are judging the quality of music by desiring tracks that don't sound out of place, out of place playing over the loudspeakers of CVS. <laughs> that would be the one place that you'd hear you blast that. <laughs> um, and then he named those couple of songs so designated to for mass appeal despite featuring blast and West Coast funk. Um, and this guy goes on and on. Um, uh, anyway, at the end of it, it says, of course, the elephant in the room is the 30-song track list, which, cre- which uh, creators any replay, replay value. Maybe there was an EP or short album's worth of good material, but at 30 songs, now extended further by deluxe add-on, the album becomes unwildly and a chore to play, especially when Chris offers only more after two long-winded 30-plus track albums, giving listeners anything but a solid R&B slash soul project is beating around the bush. It's understandable Brown doesn't want to be stagnant and, and instead expound on his impressive talents, but in the process of avidly avoiding the boxes, Chris Brown seems to have jumbled himself into one pop culture pleasing space, effectively stripping him of anything and everything that was once unique. <laughs> and then... Who hurt this man or woman? <laughs> um, he out of five, he gave this album a two point eight out of five. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> See, this person was critical. He's like, yeah, you know, this fucking oh, it's a twenty. This track number twenty six, false said it was garbage, bro. <laughs> fucking Chris Brown, he got it. It's a woman too. Her name's uh, Lauren Floyd. Lauren Void. Floyd. Oh. <laughs> my god. You know, the funniest thing about it is I actually enjoyed the Chris album. 
a little bit. I didn't listen to all the whole thing. But um, for the tracks I did hear, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> oh, you listened to it? What did you yeah. think of it? I thought it was pretty good. Oh, uh, man. I'm not a huge Chris Brown fan. Oh, God. Let me guess. He um, Did he touch one of your bitches? <laughs> uh, he didn't touch you, baby girl. He did. <laughs> but you, well, you can fucking have him, man. Um, much to you. Um, this one right here. God damn it, Kodak. Uh, it says rapper Kodak Black arrested during a traffic stop in Florida. <laughs> yeah, the uh, house is near the skies. But... <laughs> uh, Black, whose real name is Bill K. Capri, was driving a purple Dodge Durango with an expired license when Florida Highway Patrol spotted the car had window tints which appeared to be dark to, darker than a le- legal limit. Police said in a news release, it was also discovered during a records check that the vehicle's registration was expired. Um, yeah. As police searched the car, they found nearly $75,000 in cash and a small clear bag that contained 31 white tablets of oxycodone, according to release. My God. Yeah. Um, Didn't this dude just get released from jail, too, not that long? He he goes in, he goes out, he goes in, he goes out. That's basically that's Kodak right there. <laughs> well, the first problem is is well, don't be hanging out in Florida, my guy. Yeah. <coughs> Fuck you, riding around with thirty-one oxy oxy tablets for bro. Yeah, I like how in this article they tell you what type of <laughs> they tell you what oxy. Uh, codone is as if someone doesn't know what it is. <laughs> Bro, you're preaching to a generation that's been through it all, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you guys didn't know, <laughs> just in case, uh, oxycodone is a type of opio type of an opioid drug that treats pain and can become highly addictive, according to the CDC. Thank you, thank you for that. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. They ain't shit. They're not going to do anything. <laughs> Don't listen to Bryce. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Don't take advice from me. Bad idea. Um, so this one says, a young National Guard member downs yet another Russian SU-25 by Igla. Um, a, conscript, a conscript of the National Guard of Ukraine who is only 19 years old Executes combat missions protecting the Ukrainian skies in Zaporizhia direction and mercilessly beats the enemy in the air by his faithful friend Igla Manpads, the National Guard of Ukraine, posted on Facebook. Um, on July 16th, around 2200, the military shot down a cruise missile and already on the morning of the next day, he replenished his schedule of downed aircraft with yet another SU 25. 19 years old and shooting down motherfucking planes. Wait till fucking go, buddy. Ready to go, bud. Hey, National Guard. I didn't even, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know they really went out into, like, I thought they were, like, the last ones called. I thought they were, too. Like, besides the reserves or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> That's because usually when I first seen the story, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be like army or marines." But no, national guard. That was like 
surprising as hell. Oh, you would have joined up. Absolutely, as long as you were there with me. You don't need my help. You got this. Super. No. And there you Black Ops too. Can't be that much different. Exactly. I mean, I did finish off Black Ops two with like a two point twenty KD. So, really, literal dog shit KD. Excuse me, bitch. I will literally one v one you. Bro, I'll mop the fucking floor with you. Literally one v one on Nuketown right now, bro. You don't want this smoke. One v one Nuketown, bro. Grow up. What are you twelve? <laughs> You only play hijacked around these parts. Hijacked? Huh, that's funny. I'm going to jack your car. <laughs> I care about that fucking beater? <laughs> fucking Aber, dude. Fucking 250. Right off the lot. Um, <clears throat> it says, uh, three dead in Indiana mall shooting witness kills a gunman. Uh, three people were fatally shot and two were injured Sunday evening at an Indiana mall after a man with a rifle opened fire in a food court and an armed civilian shot and killed him. Uh, the man entered the Greenwood Park Mall with a rifle and several magazines of ammunition and began firing at the food court. Um, a 22-year-old from nearby Bartholomew County who was legally carrying a firearm at the mall shot and killed the gunman. Uh, four of those who by gunfire were females, and only one was a male. Um, he said a 12-year-old girl was among the two injured, both of whom are in stable condition. Uh, police confiscated a suspicious backpack that was in the bathroom near the food court. Officers went to the mall at about 6 p.m. for reports of the shooting. This is like, this is every week news um, at this point. And I can see how like people become so desensitized to the shit because, I mean, when it's happening every week, like, it's like, how how would you even be in shock at this point? Isn't it crazy how trauma or just I don't want to say like massive, but like, but like mass produced. You know, media that shows violence all the time, and it's just in your face, in your face, even on the news, it's in your face. Shooting here, homicide there, rape here, assault there, you know, corruption here. I mean, it's just like I feel like it gets to a point where you know, where you start watching that, it just then it becomes like routine, like you expect it to happen. Yeah. You know, that, that first initial shock or whatever, you know, oh, it doesn't happen all that much, but, you know, it's still shitty to hear when it happens. And then now it just start starts to feel like every day, like you said, and, like, really, yeah, I mean, like, you, you do feel a lot less, like, impacted by it all. I, I don't want to say, like, conceited and say impacted, but, like, like, you're used to it almost. Yeah, it's a sad reality, but I think everyone is used to it by this point. Right. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, the shit is sad. Like, you know, I think about it from time to time, too. Like, you know, like, fucking, you said it was in a mall food court. Like, you can be anywhere, like, fucking be driving down through town, fucking whatever, fucking in a restaurant. It's scary to think about. Yeah, I mean, dude, like, I think about that, too, all the time, like, uh, 
like, okay, this should happen in the mall, right? Like, imagine, like, one day you're just up at Tanger, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, let me uh, stop and get some some Mario real quick. Just get a piece of pizza and call it a day. And right. they're eating, and boom. Just uh, fuck this shot right out the woodwork. Some dude that fucking hates his life decides to take it out on everybody else. Yep. Yep, that's fucking pitiful. So kudos to the guy that shot and killed him. I don't care what your opinion on <clears throat> on you know having a gun legally is. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, do I do I think some fucking adjustments need to be made? Yes, I'm not. I'm not gonna like you know. There there could be like something else to be added or whatever. Not taken away, but like added. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but. Think about it for a second. Just think of this guy wasn't there. You know, oh, it's so much worse. It's so much worse, bro. I mean, this is why I think people should be allowed to have guns in most, in, in some instances. Yeah. I don't think, you know, some kid that is with no criminal background should not be able to get a gun. Yeah. Um, in other news, Fred uh, Curley leads first American sweep of 100 meters at World Championships in 31 years. Um, Fred Curley led the charge Saturday on an all-American night for track and field, headlining the first U.S. sweep of the sports marquee event. The men's 131 in 31 years at the Worlds, it placed a red, white, and blue stamp on day two of the first championships held on American soil. Well, can, good job to Fred Curley um, and Bracey and Brommel. Um, so this is all track, track, uh, running track and shit like that, but first time America won it in 31 years. So kudos. We're the best. We're the best, baby. Mm. Yeah, I just want to say, you know, kudos to those uh, gentlemen, and uh, thanks for bringing that championship back home. Huh? Right. Run it back. I think me and you should do it next year. <laughs> Bro, I already signed up. Oh, man. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I did, too. Yeah, I want to stop hitting the roids there, bud. You know, they're going to be testing us soon. Nah, that's cool, man. I just want to end up like Brittany Griner. <laughs> <laughs> we're in our holding cells in fucking Russia, dude. Yeah, it's gonna be lit. We're a fucking turn. <clears throat> oh man, you still there, bitch? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, I just had to ask. Um. Anyway, Vince McMahon is on the ropes. Accusations continue to come his way. More expected. Um, Vince McMahon continues to find himself in an increasingly sticky situation. That's a good pun. Um, <laughs> with the new, uh, with the news around him growing by the day. Um, let's see here. Now though, it looks as things are only going to get worse for for McMahon. PW Insider reporter Mike Johnson has said that there are more stories to come. Though McMahon is unwilling to remove himself from his position with the WWE. Uh, 
we can confirm that Wall Street Journal reporters are working on another story about McMahon that they hope to publish in the coming weeks. Mm. Um, McMahon has been alleged to have engaged in non-consensual sexual acts, as and it has been said that as much as $4 million has been spent by McMahon to keep things quiet. See, when the first story broke about McMahon, it was like all consensual um, stuff and shit like that. And he was just paying a woman so he wouldn't, you know, get be caught having an affair. But uh, now with the non-consensual, that's like, that's fucking terrible. It's not looking too good for old Vinny McMahon, man. Mm-mm. Not at all. <laughs> and he, uh, you know, brought it on himself. I mean, I don't know how anyone didn't see this like years and years ago, though. I mean, if you just go back and watch Vince in the 90s and shit like that, oh my god. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was raunchy as hell. And there was no filter on TV. Exactly. Nowadays, you can't and even I, do that shit. Not that you should be doing that shit, but... No. <laughs> like, that just reminds me of, like, now WWE just came out and said that they were going to go from uh, the PG content they've been making since 2008 to um, back to TV 14. And I guess we'll see how things change there. Obviously, with TV 14, that means uh, more cursing, you can be more sexual, etc. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, Vandergrift man admits to dealing drugs after car pulled over for speeding. Uh, state police say a Vandergrift man who was a passenger in a car that was pulled over for speeding admitted, <laughs> admitted to dealing drugs after trooper found narcotics in his possession. Who admits that? I would lie. Clearly, he does. Huh? I said, clearly, he does. He's a man of honor. Oh, yeah. You know all about honor, don't you? Yeah, I do. Don't you get it? Bull fucking shit. You are a fucking dickhead. <coughs> yeah? Yeah? Well, you butthead. You take that back. Nope. Damn. <laughs> um, Donald Charles Riggle, Riggle, 37, of Franklin Avenue, was charged with a felony count of possession with the intent to deliver, along with two counts of prohibited acts. Um, he faces a preliminary hearing on the charges before District Judge Carolyn Bengal on August 24th. Um... A state trooper wrote in the criminal complaint charging Riggle that he was on patrol along Route 28 in East Deer at about 6.30 p.m. on February 10th when he clocked a 2010 gray Honda Accord for 0.4 miles going 64 miles per hour in a 55-mile-per-hour zone. Oh, see, they weren't even going that far over. (laughs) I mean, that's only 10. He could have gone a little bit more. Yeah. Um, Regal told the trooper that he sells the bags for $10 each each and trades them for rides because his driver license is suspended. (laughs) 
God, it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> Like, he was he was spent all those games at the trooper. <laughs> then each, like yeah, bro, you know, those little ten dollars, you know, <laughs> trying to get by, you know, I ain't got a license and shit. It's rough. Yeah, yeah, my my life's been crazy lately. <laughs> Fucking state trooper just slaps the roof of that fucking bad boy. So you can tight. fit so much marijuana up in this bitch. You can fit so much pot in here. <laughs> oh, you know, you already know. You took that shit back to the station. I was like, all right, guess what we got tonight? Man, bro, we got some <laughs> granddaddy perp. But fuck you, you don't even smoke fucking poser. When the fuck did I say I smoke, bitch? Well, you were making it out to seem like, uh... Uh, no. No. No, you stupid idiot. Um. Anyway, the podcast is now over. I was very fearful that at 30 minutes I was going to cut this shit off. <laughs> but, um, it has been fun. It is now 1.30 in the fucking morning. I'm going to go to sleep now. Um, Bryce, is there anything you'd like to add? Uh, no. Okay. Well. Uh, wait, 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 our sponsor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, everyone, use code TerriblePod at checkout at BrioBottle.ca. I know last episode I was saying Brito, and my head was just fucked at that time. It's actually just Brio. Brio Bottle. .ca. Use code TerriblePod at checkout. I'll get you 20% off. And you'll be supporting us. So thank you. Um, also, follow us on uh, fucking everything. Instagram, Twitter, fucking Facebook. We made... God, we made a fucking TikTok. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking something more serious. Like maybe Pornhub, possibly. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, that, that could work. <laughs> I think so. I think we can fit that into our schedule. Um, but yeah, follow us on all that shit. Uh, request stuff for us to do f- for a certain amount. Um, you can also buy our merchandise, all that good stuff. It's all on the link tree in the description below. Um, so yeah, check out all that shit. We'll see you guys next. M- Ugh, God, next Monday. I'm Staley. I'm Bryce. And we'll see you guys later. Bye bye. Bye.